hardly the most appetizing process in the world, but killing demons always makes me hungry. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I discuss every single episode of the TV show Supernatural in uh, the most detailed way possible, I think. We, we get into all of the crevices and cracks of each and every episode, Chris, don't you think? Yeah, I would, I would say that not only um, are we the number one podcast on iTunes, not only do we operate on truth and facts, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but we're also the most detailed podcast on iTunes in that uh, you can take that to the bank. Yes, take it to the bank, tell them that Monster of the Week sent you, ask for Jensen Ackles, and see what kind of response they give you, and uh, leave that in an iTunes review if you want to support the show. <laughs> that'd, yes. be the, that'd be the easiest thing. Just send us what your bank manager says about talking about Monster of the Week and Jensen yes. Ackles. That's, Please and thank you. Yeah, and if you don't have a bank manager, don't worry, you'll get there. You'll be there. You'll be there one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, I'd like to thank everybody that supports you and I over at patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. Uh, because of those great people, we are now releasing two extra podcasts a month. Um, this month will be a continuation of don't give up space cowboy our cowboy bebop podcast we are coming close to being finished with that series Um, Uh and then we are also going to release an episode a listener sponsored episode uh on the gilmore girls that's probably already out by the time you're hearing this or chris and jeremy go to chilton we're going to chilton we're talking to the rory's we're we're making fun of sookie And uh-huh. and it's filled with swag, everybody. It's just filled that's with swag. Absolutely right. So if you would like to get, be a part of that or get a chance to listen to it, that's patreon.com slash monster of the week. You can sign up at a higher tier to recommend stuff to us, and that's a lot of fun. Uh Chris. Jeremy. How are you doing today? I gotta breeze through this intro. I didn't even ask you how you were. I you know, it's fine. I'm everybody knows how I am. I'm the same as I always am. <laughs> super great, right? That's the super good. Yeah, super nothing, good. yes. Okay. Perfect. I'm perfect. Um are you ready for the road so far? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. But let's let, let's go ahead and move on to the Jeremy? so far. <laughs> Jeremy, I already asked you how you were once on this podcast. Okay, the Did person's you? gonna hear it it's in like an hour and a half <laughs> when they get to. The- <laughs> and listen, I'm Might bad change. at being cordial. That that's why you lead us in. That's I'm the backup man. I'm the hype man. The hype man doesn't ask you how you are. He just repeats louder how you are. You're the guy that says swag after I make everyone about points. I'm the guy that says swag. <laughs> Hello, I'm Jeremy Greer. This is my good friend Swag Mosher. Swag! <laughs> yeah! What's happening in anyway, the road Supernatural? So far. After the Mark of Cain transformed Dean, Dean into a demon, it took Sam and Cassiel everything they had to pull him back from the brink. Now, with a few hunts under their belt since the brothers' reunion, it's become increasingly clear that the Mark of Cain is not quite ready to be done with Dean. With Metatron locked in heaven and Crowley scheming in hell, how will the boys deal with a potential new threat rising up before them? And what part, if any, might the Mark of Cain yet have to play? Mm. Was that was that you? Or was that friend of the show Jess that used to write this? Or friend of the show Autumn that used to write these? Or was that a CW joint? This, uh, that, that, 
No, this this I was Chris. I was I was Swag Hype Man Chris. He wrote that. <laughs> that was that was that was a Swag Mojo. It was original? me. <laughs> it was it was me. I know I've been pretty you know crazy these last couple months, but sometimes I can rein it in just a little bit. I love it. I loved it. It was it was straight to the point. Very good. I forgot to mention Cole though. I didn't mention Cole because I who I thought f- he was who still the fuck is bleeding. Cole? <laughs> thought he was still bleeding out in that library. You know. Who the fuck is Cole? Uh, this week, we're covering Season 10, Episode 7, Girls, Girls, Girls. Uh, both wikis b- both mentioned that this is a reference to the Motley Crue album of the same oh, name. Of co- okay. Oh, okay. So sure. All right. One of the wikis, which I'm going to helpfully refer to as the bad wiki from now on, um, says uh, the episode title is based on the album. This may be due to Motley Crue signing a cessation of touring and partaking on their final breakup tour in 2014. What? And I guess that it that happening in this year means I mean it has nothing to do with that this episode is filled with girls, right? Like that's that's nothing to do with that. It couldn't, God, couldn't no, possibly absolute, be. No, nothing. Anyway, nothing this episode was written by Robert Barrons and directed by our good friend Bobby Singer. This aired on November 25th, 2014. Rowena reappears. Sam and Dean stumble upon a demon who is running from Crowley. Before they have a chance to shut him down, Rowena steps in and takes things into her own hands. Realizing Rowena is trying to recruit and train followers in the art of witchcraft, Sam and Dean come up with a plan to catch her before she can do much damage. Meanwhile, Hannah runs into a blast from her vessel's past. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, <laughs> which complicates things for her and Castiel. Can that be the name of this episode? A blast from her vessel's past, dude. That's the funniest thing I've ever read in one of these. Oh my god! All right, uh, this is a real blast uh, running into my heartbroken husband who's been looking for me for like years. I've just disappeared. Uh, oh my god! Um, so I know you watch on Netflix, and I'm watching the Blu-rays, uh-huh. so I can fill you in on that. Our um, our then segment uh, tells us that Cole exists. It introduces to us to some witches, which of course Dean hates and thinks are unhygienic, and uh, Castiel. And they, so there's a bunch of Castiel and Hannah like being kind of will they won't they with each other so pretty interesting yeah yeah and then we go to a woman in a fur coat and some heels uh very much in like a streetwalker slash prostitute kind of outfit running away from something very scared i love this shot where she stops at a street corner and she kind of looks behind her and then behind her on a building like this huge shadow looms of whoever is chasing her. And I just mm-hmm. like, that's it felt like such a, like a film noir kind of vibe. Like yeah. I, I love Bobby Singer doing this shit. Robert Singer is such a great director for supernatural that I, I just, I, the, I love this stuff. This shot with these characters that we're not going to know, um, for very long, yeah. they don't get many lines, but they're like, yeah, we'll just throw, we'll just throw a random, like a cool noir shot in here. Why not? Um, so she keeps running. She runs down an alleyway. She, she breaks the heel off of one of her uh, shoes uh, so she falls, she picks the heel up, and then she keeps running. In my head, I was like, why did she stop to, like, fix her shoe? But I guess it comes up in a second. Um, and then she runs into, presumably, who she was running from. This fella um, is trying to take her back from someplace that she ran away from. And when she sees him, she's so scared that she's immediately just like, okay, 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 okay yeah, I'll, I'll come back with you, I'll come back with you. Um, or so she says, because then uh, as he approaches her, she sticks the edge of her heel into his eye. And I believe at this point, his eyes then, or his remaining eye goes black, and we realize, oh shit, it's a demon. 
Yeah, this this was shot a little dark for me. Uh, so when she stabs him in the eye and is begging for his life, like he kind of just pulls the heel out and it just looks like a fucked up eye. Like I couldn't really see that his other eye had gone black. So I was just like, I guess they're saying he's a demon because they, they made the demon eye sound and she got for a freaked out. But yeah, sure. I was I was waiting to figure out like what kind of monster it was. But yeah, very quickly. It's just demons. Um, then we go to our main part of the he, episode. Yeah, he snaps her neck. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's. Oh yeah, I forgot. To, we, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I'm worse than supernatural when it comes to female characters. Um, so we go to our main episode, and it's just Sam and Dean having a nice meal on some sort of yeah. some sort of diner. Uh, Dean says that. Like Sam keeps asking, like, why are we here? Is it for this case? And Dean's like, no, 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 no. This is just the best place to get a a steak and within like a ten dollar steak within like one hundred fifty miles or something. Um, Yeah. Um, Sam reads something out of the paper about like like cattle mutilations or like you know all these cows that have been dying. And Dean goes, no, 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 no. Let's just do the dehydration, (laughs) which is like, (laughs) which is the actual like real world explanation for like why it presumably you know cattle mutilation happens it's just a weird combination of things causes a cow carcass to basically explode and it looks like it's been mutilated um i don't know the science of it but i love the dismissive by dean just that no no no, they're just dehydrated because he definitely <laughs> checked it out like dean's a dean's, yeah. dean's a hunter like he's not going to stop hunting right even right, though he's even right. though he's hunting a different sort of uh prey in, in this episode um because sam keeps noticing his phone blowing up and he grabs it and realizes that dean is on tinder now yeah Dean is like, no, 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 it's just Hunter stuff. And, and Sam is like, okay, really? Um, and I just, I love Sam looking at that dating profile and just, profile and just making fun. Oh, he's of, just of roasting Dean. Dean he's Impala one, 67. It, it, the, the username Impala 69 is great. I think and very accurate. And, you uh, know, yes. we operate in facts and truth on this podcast, on the number mm-hmm, one podcast mm-hmm. in iTunes. Um, but yeah, just like the, you know, oh, I can't wait to see you in person. You don't know what I'm going to do to you, like going back and forth. And then the the woman's name, which is obviously fake, is Shailene. And yeah. I had an, I had an aunt named Corvette <laughs> at one point in my life, right? Okay. So, okay. It, but Shailene is ridiculous to me. <laughs> yeah, seems, I don't was, know. Shout out to the Shailenes out there if you exist. Like shout leave us an iTunes Shailenes. review. <laughs> tell us um, what your bank manager thinks about Jensen Ackles and, and tell us please. why you, why your name's Shailene. But yeah, that's a ridiculous name. You not think it's so? A, am, I, am I in a different place with that? I, that? I mean, to me, I just thought I was like, okay, I guess that's like a country ass name. I don't know what that, what that yeah. name is, but um, don't know. Yeah. So Sam is basically like, dude, you're being catfished. <laughs> like, what? Like, this is this is too good to be true. Like, not that you're not a hunk, but like, this is the way that she's talking to you. This is too good to be true. But lo and behold, Shailene struts into the bar that they're in or the restaurant. Yes. And she is just as good looking. Um, there's a moment. Just rewind a little bit where Dean is like, yeah, look at her profile pic. And Sam like looks at her and he like, like he does like a whoa, like he saw something like, graphic. Arr! and it- and, and it switches back and it's just like a woman from the like from a top view like there's no like crazy cleavage or skin but she just looks like a normal chick and i'm like sam what are you reacting to this is like every high school acquaintance's facebook picture that i know like what are you doing yeah, i don't know i don't um, know he's just you know whatever he's just into it he's excited for his brother but he's also like dude we just drove eight hours so you could get laid like I'll drive eight hours for a cattle mutilation, but not for this. <laughs> not for this. I'll drive eight hours for dehydrated cows, but Dean, this is too far. Um, so yeah, Dean just like walks off with her. He's like, hey, what's up, lady? Cool. Puts his arm around her. Like, okay, y'all ain't even like on a date. Did, <laughs> y'all ain't uh, even playing. Did you catch what was on his dating profile as, as his interest? 
I did at one point in my life. I remember thinking it was really funny, but I don't know what it is now. It says rolling through town, no strings attached, (laughs) Um, which is like the penultimate Dean Winchester. Apparently that came from a line at like a a comic con interview where someone asked him like, what would Dean Winchester's, you know, profile be on Tinder or whatever. But I just, I can't help rolling through town. No strings attached. That's great. Just, you know, must test, must scratch you with a silver knife before we have sex. It should also be on like, kinks uh, right like i also like that he has like like a, a photo like it's him like sitting on the hood of the impala who like, looking all cool took who took the photo this who took photo the photo was who it sam photo was it sam did sam do it did who he did he, the photo? did he summon a, know. did he summon a crossroads demon make the crossroads demon take a picture and then kill the demon like i mean come on you know what you know what sam would would 100 he would take the photo but he would he would make fun of Dean the whole time. And Dean absolutely doesn't want to get made fun of doing this because he's still, you know, he's a tough guy, but he's still sensitive about certain things. Um, he doesn't want Sam making fun of him. So he 100% he asked Castiel to do it. And he just said, hey, Cass, yes. I need you to do something for me. Yep. And Castiel mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, I don't understand what you're doing. What, what is this for? And he said, it's for a case, Cass. Just it's fucking for, do it, you stupid, dumb, dumb baby it's for brain. It's hunter stuff. Hunter stuff. It's hunter stuff. <laughs> it's hunter stuff, Cass. If you want to be a hunter, you'll do this for me. And he's like, okay, Dean, I don't know. What's your problem? I saw my um my next door neighbor outside and um like i and i like i was taking out my trash and this is like a couple of a couple of like houses down or whatever and the dude like walked out to a boat that's on a trailer and he took his shirt off and like he put his his leg up on the trailer and uh-huh. like looked back towards the house and i noticed that there was another guy like standing there taking a picture i'm like oh he's going for it he's he's showing the ladies that he's got a boat and he's not afraid oh, yeah. to take his shirt off like wow oh yeah Damn! I hope I hope everything was good for you, neighbor guy that I will hopefully never meet in a dark that alley. Was, that was a blast from his vessel's past. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you run into an ex. You go, well, this is a blast from my vessel's past. <laughs> so from here, uh, we go over to what I have listed as Crowley and Hannah, which is clearly Castiel as Hannah. This is I, how- I do the same thing. I make okay. I mix them up all the time. Um, but they are they've got the serial killer wall full of angels that are still on Earth that they are hunting down. Um, Castiel has a lead on maybe a pastor that's performing some miracle when Hannah just like walks over to the side and it kind of has this weird look on her face and then just takes off all of her clothes and then mm-hmm. like turns around and faces Castiel who is extremely uncomfortable with this sort of events. Yeah. Um, uh, you could say uncomfortable. I said horny and confused. <laughs> um, you know, he's definitely uncomfortable. He has no idea what's happening. And he says, what are you doing? She says, I'm taking a shower. He says, we don't need to shower. And she says, I know. Um, so it's, I mean, it's flirting. This is, this is flirting. I guess you could read it as not flirting from, I mean, from Hannah. I like, think it's really like the, the feels are pumping out of Hannah towards Cass. Castiel's like, I don't know what to do with my hands, um, nor with my eyes. Um, and I think this scene is kind of funny and it's obviously supposed to be showing some sort of something that's, you know, kind of going on here. But more than anything, I think it's illustrating how human Hannah has started to become. Yes. That she is even considering this. Like, angels, I think, can form bonds and relationships with each other. Um, without having to be touched by humanity, Castiel doesn't even count. We talk about angels, but Castiel doesn't count because he's basically he's he's his own new level of freak. Uh, he's basically a human. Um, but every every angel that we see stay on Earth for any length of time uh, ends up forming a bond with with humanity in some way, whether it's discussed in the in, in you know if you're Metatron or it's you know just we've seen some angels that are just really into living like humans, like the two that they murdered earlier this season. Mm-hmm. Um, like we 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 see that over and over again with angels just kind of coming to have these Earth feelings. Hannah's going to go into this in a lot of detail later in the episode. Uh, but I, I also like this because Hannah is extremely confident in this moment and she. It's just like, mm-hmm. does this make you uncomfortable or does this bother you? And he's like, is, is Cassius was like, like bothered. Uh, uh, I'm not 
uh, and then Hannah just turns around and goes into the shower. Like Cassiel cannot yeah. confuse horny and confused is a, is a is a good description of this dude. Yeah, a lot of this this podcast is horny and confused. Um, so back with Dean and Shailene. Um, they're at, like a motel room about to hook up, and then she's like, "Okay, um, time for payment." And he's like, "Whoa, hey, I I have a rule that I don't respect sex workers." Um, no, he's just like, "Sorry, like I I like I can't." I I I just am not comfortable paying. I mean, he says he's he's. I wish he said it that way. He's like, I have a code, and it's no ass for cash. And I'm like, can you like any other way that you would phrase that and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a dumbass, and I did not realize that you were literally like asking me to pay you and and, and yeah. in my DMs until right now. Yeah, you could, you could probably get this out of the situation uh, pretty uh, pretty normally. Sorry, didn't realize the situation. My bad. I'm not comfortable with this. Uh, please excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless of any of that, we'll pretend that's what he said. And then he said. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not like he was super egregious. He's just being no, mean. no, no. Yeah, but um, just she's like, "Oh yeah, I don't want your money. I want your soul." Uh, and he's like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" Uh, <laughs> I love that she's. It's just a tiny little thing, baby. Who even knows what a soul is? Like you just, you just tell me that you want to do it. I'll bring my guy in. You'll sign a little paper that me and you can have fun. And I'm like, "You're really getting souls for like a couple, like a roll in the hay. Like for what, what is this? Like eight minutes, maybe?" I, like, I, I you- think the idea is these guys are signing up. They're all horned up, and they don't. Eat, they're like, "Whatever, you fucking idiot! Souls, demons, all that. This shit's not real." fine i'll sign your fucking paper like i don't give a shit um i think that's that's just the the rub of it they just they get these idiot guys who are just gonna fall for this little trick and go <laughs> i'm getting off pre-light here yeah sure also this is sex trafficking you want demon sex yeah, trafficking. this is super bad this is super negative this is so bad that crowley later is like that's just tacky like i, I wouldn't even i wouldn't be yeah. associated with this um it's it's also just extraordinarily hilarious that Dean like hooked up with the call girl and is immediately into a hunter situation. Like just, uh-huh. he can't, he can't go two hunter steps stuff, dude. When, he, without when he just said- being, it just ran through his throat at all times. Like he can't even have sex with the call girl without being drawn nope. into a, into a case. Nope. He, when he told Sam when his phone was blown up and he said, it's just hunter stuff. He didn't know that he was predicting the future. Yeah. He's, he is cursed with telling the truth, whether he knows it or not. Um, um, so, from there, uh, we go back over to Hannah, who is checking out of the hotel, uh, and, and they like makes conspicuous view of her credit card being put on the table when um, this guy Joe shows up, and he calls her Caroline and says that, uh, "Hey, I had an alert on your credit card, and I have been looking it for you for years." Um, and this is when Hannah turns like side eye to Cass and goes, "Well, this is a blast from my vessel's past." <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Like pulled pulled at the collar of her shirt. <laughs> that's one of the inspiration of the cartoons. Of, you know that that, yep. that whole thing. That's a, that's an angel move. That's that's how we that's got a Hannah that. move. Yeah, that's a Hannah and then move. this this devastated guy Joe broken his. He's looking at her and he's like, I don't even believe that you ran away. I don't even believe that you're cheating on me. Like, cause he's like, this guy, this fucking bozo. Um, he's that there's no anger in this dude. He's just so sad. And yeah. he sees her and he just doesn't understand. And she's going, <laughs> he's even more confused. <laughs> and then to try and like throw him off her, her ass, I guess. And like offer answers that she knows she can't say, Oh, 
sorry, I possessed your wife. I'm I'm an angel named Hannah. That's not going to work. Nope. So she goes, yeah, I am with this guy. And she she plants one on uh, Castiel's lips. And, you know, they've been doing this, this will they, won't they uh, kind of thing. This, this like kind of romance between the two of them. The last time we really hung out with them, like Castiel shut her down. It was like, you know, we have to concentrate on the mission. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever, dude. I'm going to jump them bones later. Like, you just don't even know. Yeah. Um, I'm on Earth <laughs> I'm now. Coming. and, and, and I'm that, coming for you. And that makes me horny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this like they kiss and they break apart and she kind of stares at him and like there's there there's like legit romantic sparks between the two of them like their chemistry is very good uh i don't know that i would really like i don't i, I don't i don't really ship it uh i don't really you're allowed to ship it jeremy if you feel no, it I don't. in your bones you're no no i don't do i just it. i like hannah so much i want her to be happy with anybody she chooses yes. like but i don't yes. i don't think that i am really here for a angel love affair for in the in the context what a, of what about hannah and sam you know <laughs> She hey. might not even die, and she's kind of a monster if she's an angel. Have they literally spent like one second in, with, in the same sure room with each other? I'm not sure they've ever met. I'm not sure they've ever met. I think they definitely have, but I think it was when they were taking them down to the angel bucker or something. Like there was a whole situation. Um, so from here we go back over to the hotel room uh, where the pimp arrives. Shailene's pimp arrives, and he is a scuzzy ugly looking motherfucker uh and then immediately walks in realizes like a the winchesters are here and b i'm standing in a devil's trap because i'm a oh, fucking yeah, this idiot is double brother bluff we, yep. we kind of take that for granted it's not even really a bluff. Like, he literally right. just walked into the room like that was the yeah. bluff <laughs> where was he where was that huge man <laughs> awkwardly out in the hallway like sniffing his pants like what was he what was he doing um so and this is where we find out that this girl is not a demon. She's not in cahoots with the demons. She's being forced into this. This is this is essentially sex trafficking. It's super fucked up. Um, so I guess that we're supposed to take from this that she was a regular human <laughs> sex worker who was forced into this situation. Because these demons act like they're like, oh, we, we saved you. We took you off the streets. Um, but, you yeah, know, it's not a great situation for anybody. There's um, a there's a moment in this where he says uh, where he does the you know I saved you what were you gonna do with that degree from Harvard you would have been dead on the street from drugs in a week if I hadn't have found you and I'm like what did you major in girl like, I don't even what know what is going on <laughs> what what Harvard major like if you went to Harvard you at least have some like family support around you like what right. this I mean I don't, I don't think know. she uh, yeah uh, it's just, it's just it's a, a very, lot to unpack but we a, don't get any time to unpack it no 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 because she grabs Dean's angel knife and just stabs this motherfucker in the heart and he dies you know what. You know what? Good on her. Yep. They're like, oh, well, there goes our lead. But like, okay, whatever. Thankfully, they're able to get um, a business card from him. Yes. Which breaks, basically is going to lead them to the brothel. Um, where we go. Uh, and we f- see our, 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 our demon sweat stain from the cold open, uh, Raul, um, basically threatening to beat a woman up for not wearing the clothes that he has picked out for. Her. They're um, ugly, by the way. Before any anybody can the can, clothes, not the people. Yeah, well, I mean the people are. I mean the chick is. They're, fine, they're but, uh, yeah. you know their hearts are ugly. Yeah, they're very they're very ugly people. Raul is uh, wearing an eye patch now. Yeah, I find <laughs> that really funny for some reason. Yeah, yeah it's funny. <laughs> um, you know, if you just made every demon wear an eye patch, <laughs> right? Like that. It's, I think I guess it's supposed to just like remind us this is the guy from earlier. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I just it's it's a really fun like do you think he complains to it's like I can't believe she put out my fucking eye I can't just go get another eye yeah it ain't like that um 
so before anything bad can happen to this poor woman, um, who I believe is unnamed throughout the episode, let me go look at the the cast list. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I don't, I, um, I got, I've got a Caitlyn and an L and a Tiana here, so like apparently those are the three people, but I don't think, I don't think their names are ever actually used. Uh, yeah, that's all. Rowena walks in. We don't we don't know Rowena's yeah. name yet. The, uh, previously uh, unnamed, they're just like this. This show has been fucking assuming a lot about Rowena for us here. Um, um, she walks in. Uh, this is our first time hearing her speak, and she has a very thick. Irish accent? Scottish? Scottish accent? I don't know. I know that that's I know, I know we're going to get in trouble on Discord no matter what we say. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Don't correct us. Uh, Fergus McLeod, whatever the fuck his name is. Fox McLeod. Uh, Crowley, he was, he was from Scotland, right? I... Mmm. Mmm. I don't give a shit. I, th- I think at some point they say like an Irish brogue. I, th- I feel like we're I th- number I feel we're like... number one in details. That's true. We, we've got it. We've got it. In facts, facts, and... truths, yeah, details, and being swag and <laughs> being number one. I uh, I, I will say right off the bat, I've I've talked a little bit about um, kind of dreading this character showing up because I when she first showed up, I really didn't like her because of her accent specifically because I thought it was a put on. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is, in fact, her natural accent, although I'm sure she's putting a little mustard on it. Uh, but it did not bother me at all in this episode. So, I, I Yeah, I actually, yeah, I was totally fine. Yeah. Oh, I think I also may have thought in the past that it was fake. Um, and obviously, I don't, yeah, I don't know. So people feel free to correct us. I was, I was, just, um, I was just putting you on. You know, I don't care if, if you tell us if it's Scottish or Irish. Yeah. Um, right into uh, certain... Everything to Guppy to correct all of our mistakes on Monster of the Week. That's the real easy thing uh, to do. At Duffy TV think... on Twitter. Yeah, um, I... I Maybe certain words we might be able to tell, but yeah, I don't know. They'll, they'll, they'll fill us in at some point, I'm sure. And it doesn't really matter. That's yeah. her character. It's not her accent. Um, although it is a, a unique feature about her. So Rowena uh, immediately starts running down uh, Raul and uh, calling him filth. He, she throws like a hex bag looking thing at him and he starts like kind of heaving up this black ichor blood and goo. Yeah. Uh, the other guy, the other demon in the room like smokes out of his, of his possessed body and leaves. The, the, the chicks it's are freaking gnarly. out. Yeah. It's uh, I love this practical goo special. It's like they had like leftover Leviathan juice that they had to get rid of, right? Like we got to get this out of the inventory. Got to get these. Got to get rid of this all, yeah. all this Leviathan juice. Um. So yeah, that's we just left with that. And does she does she leave? No. Uh. Yeah, she leaves with the girl. She's like, all right, come on, come on, ladies. Yeah. Your pimps are dead. You're coming with me. Um. And then this is when we see the scene of Hannah and Cass smooching in front of poor, sad, pathetic, pitiful. Uh, loser Joe. Yes, <laughs> they just Joe. share a big old wet sloppy kiss in front of him. Um, and then yeah, Honestly, and then we move back to. I texted you this, but like of all of the things, like if 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 an angel possessed Autumn's body and was like, oh no, I just make out with Cassiel now. I would much rather know that you were a totally different person, and and like my wife mm-hmm. is still trapped in there and can't get out because you're a, a, a freak. You're a monster that has taken over my yep. wife's body. Please don't or make she me was believe like, that my wife is yeah. making out with Castiel. If she was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I have no idea who, Caroline, that's not me, I'm, I'm Hannah, and I'd be like, oh, she's had a, um, she's like, this is a split personality, something's going on here, like, mm-hmm. this ain't, this ain't right. Um, yeah, if it was Jess, and she's like, yeah, my name's Susan, and I don't even like Stardew Valley, I'd be like, who the fuck who are you? the fuck are <laughs> the you? Fuck are you? Excuse <laughs> me? What do you mean, what is Stardew, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. Come walk into my devil's trap that I have painted under my bed. This for is some a reason. blast from my vessel's past. And I am not ready. <laughs> not ready for this. Um, so we'll so, go back over to Raul's place uh, where Sam yeah. and Dean arrive. They have ditched Shailene. Shailene is no longer a part of the show, everybody. So RIP Shailene. Um, I don't know. I said RIP. I guess I just assume if you don't act on Supernatural, you, you die. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But they, they're cased into place. Dean pours himself a drink, and when Sam finds a hex bag next to the like body that looks like dehydrated and exploded almost, Dean's like, oh, it's the hex bag that gets me, and he puts down the drink. Cause, you know, I, which- I, it doesn't make any sense for Dean to feel this way, because, again, he, like Hermione, is the brightest witch of his age. He's great at magic. He does all sorts of stuff. But I do love the consistency of Dean being just, just super grossed out by witches. Above all else, he's grossed out by witches. He goes to take a sip of that drink and then just has to put it down. I love it, dude. It's so funny. Um, not much else happens here. Uh, we go back over. We go back to Rowena, who has brought these uh, two women who are in like not. I wouldn't say like prostitutes. They're in their clubbing years. clothes. Yeah, they're but in they're their clubbing clothes. They're in their nightclub outfits almost. But um, the. But they're very uncomfortable to be in this extremely fancy restaurant, which doesn't even look that fancy. It looks like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It looks like a, like a stuffy diner at a, at a hotel yeah. that's been open for a yeah. hundred years or something. Um, but the staff like is fucking with them. This waiter comes over and is like, excuse me, we have a dress code. You're going to have to leave. And Rowena's like, no, we're not going to do that. And hands him a, another hex bag. And then all of a sudden, this dude just is at her beck and call. And we see mm-hmm. them wheeling up drinks and all kinds of food. Like uh, the whole staff is coming out to, to, treat, these, to treat these ladies right. Yeah, uh, pulling out all the stops. Um, unfortunately, oh, the clock is ticking. Yeah, we don't we don't know that yet, but Rowena is not really good at the mind control thing. Um. So, oh, now we um. So yeah, they're getting the royal treatment, and then we cut over to Crowley. And at this point in the episode, I was like, "Damn, Crowley's here too. We getting everybody, dude." Uh, we we have two episodes without without any kind of meta stuff happening, and then all of a sudden, it just every actor together. who's ever appeared on the television show Supernatural is appearing here. I can't wait um, to find, I can't wait to see Ash at the end of this. Yeah, I'm, oh, we missed him so much. So, uh, yeah, Crowley's pissed about like this whole like sex trade operation that's happening. He's like, "This is this is um." extremely uncool you guys um have have, just just come up with something better uh but the demon who's reporting to him tells him about the witch that arrived at the brothel and uh stole the girls and killed the other demon and whatever and crowley is like hmm this has got him interested i I just want to mention this guy um because obviously this demon smoked out and then took over another vessel and then brought this vessel to crowley um presumably i guess they're not like i've i have I, i was asking i think on an earlier episode is this like his place in hell or whatever but presumably like he has a place on earth that yeah. he just likes to hang out in this dark danky shitty place it looks like kind of like a castle in a basement or something um <laughs> but the actor that is playing this demon like has like the softest kind of most relaxing voice and i even put a note in here it's like i wonder if he has a podcast that i could listen yeah. to like he's <laughs> yeah. just he, for some reason like i just really like this dude i gotta go look up who he was he's, um, he's just yeah i'd be friends with him totally uh crowley is not cool with this like he does that i'm evil but you know that's that's super tacky um we go to sam and dean who are driving sam is checking in on the lore via, via his laptop and uh somehow browsing the internet and in this car in 2014 i guess the impala has wi-fi whatever um yeah, I, that's he's just www.lore.com yep all for all of your lore needs type in your top 10 tags like it's an i'm AOC. sorry i'm sorry lore.cool it's well, probably lore.lore lore in, in this day and age let's see if lore.cool is available i bet it is because you're about to buy it yep is dot lore <laughs> an option yet monster of the week dot lore I don't think lore is an actual TLD. No, no, no. Oh. That's, that's not a thing. Although Googling and lore dot lore or putting that in my search drawer, I brought up a, which song has more Nazi elements, lore, lore, lore or Erica. And I'm like, okay, well, we're just uh, going to close out of that tab. I'll go by, I'll go by lore dot cool later. We'll, we'll do something fun with that. <laughs> um, but they, in the lore, uh, Sam finds out that they're, 
this spell existed. Only one person ever wielded it, and uh, nobody else actually knows about it. Which I'm like, why are they writing a fucking article about it if like this is just like one time in the history of the world? But it was right. only used 300 years ago, and only by one person, Rowena, and that's the first time we actually know Rowena's name. Yeah, um, wild. With the, just the, what Sam is able to figure out with the quick Google search from the passenger seat. It's really lore. Lore. Cool is a very powerful website. Where are we? Where are my notes? Okay, I'll cut back to uh, Rowena at the restaurant with the gals. And she's explaining that there are several different kinds of witches. The first kind is that they're the, the borrowers of power who borrow power from demons. They essentially like they enter into little like covens with the demons, use the demons' power as their own. Then there are the kind who are naturally gifted, like Rowena it claims to be. Um, they're born with the gift of, of witchcraft, or of magic, or whatever. That's her. Uh, and then the third kind are the students who aren't naturals, and they aren't consorting with demons, but they're able to learn from the naturally gifted witches who exist in the world. Yes. Um, so she is telling her, telling the, these girls that, Rowena, uh, that her own magic was considered too extreme by the Grand Coven. So sure. She was thrown out. <laughs> sure. She was tossed out. <laughs> All right, like Colin Moriarty. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly oh what it God. was. You got thrown out of packs because you're too believable. I was just too powerful. Fucking trash, um, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she's um, she's like, okay, essentially sounds like she's taking on some new students here. Yes. Um. And then suddenly, the waiter that she did the little magic trick on before, he just starts burning up, and then he dies. So clearly, there is a side effect to her magic. One hundred percent. Um. Also, want to mention that like the the she mentions this group, the Grand Coven, that got that threw her out. So I just have to assume that the Grand Coven is going to be coming back in some form or the other at some point. So looking forward to just a bunch of witches like on American Horror Story, right? Like, yep. That was the best season of American Horror Story, in my in my opinion. The first in the witches. IMO or or UMO? Why mm-hmm. MO? Why MO? Why MO? <laughs> Who MO? Who am oh what MO? Who f- swag. Weird <laughs> swag. swag. Um so um <laughs> So we go over to a biker demon who is uh, yes. obviously trapped up. Uh, we have seen Sam and Dean be in this situation before. For whatever reason, the biker demon is like, I can tell I'm your first and you're just trying to learn. You're a noob. You're, you're a, a noob. noob. We're, we're in the back of a library. <laughs> in the occult section of a library, there's blood everywhere. And I'm pretty sure it's your blood. All over your clothes, all over your polo shirt. Uh, and of course, he's talking to our old friend, Cole who is interrogating this random demon to find out more information about Dean. At this point, I was like, they got everybody in this episode. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. How many people are in this? It's crazy. I think this, I think this has to be it. Um, well, so... at least not until we get to Daryl. We can't forget to talk about Daryl. So. Oh, true, true. Um, so yeah, that's it for him. He, we find out that he's still looking for Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, he finally made it out of that library, and he's still looking for Dean. Um, now it's back to Cass, and he's telling um, Hannah, like, hey, girl, uh, we should probably talk about what happened. Um, she seems like she feels pretty bad, but she was trying to like cut this dude loose. Um, and then Cass talks about how he had to essentially take Jimmy Neutron away from his family, not once, but twice. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimmy Neutron had a daughter named Claire Neutron and it was, it was a difficult, but necessary, just like this podcast, um, decision that he had to make, um, because the mission always comes first. And at the time, uh, for Castiel, the mission was stopping the apocalypse, which was a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think that Castiel had possessed uh, Claire for a little while. 
And Jimmy, in his like dying breath, was like, please don't fucking ruin my daughter's yeah. life, Castiel. Just take my body again. Please do not do this to my daughter. She's going to have a pretty rough life as it is, and I just just take me instead. Um, and I like this conversation. Um, and then when Castiel like turns around to put the gas pump up and then turns back around to look at Hannah and she's just disappeared. But, uh, and he's I'll- like, the amount of times I've had this fucking situation with the Winchesters, it's unfucking believable. Nobody wants to listen to goddamn gas. Do you know the, uh, the outtake that floats around in gift form a lot where, um, I think they're walking him and jensen and jared are walking down a hallway and then like they do the cast like disappears in a a heart on a heartbeat kind of moment Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. the camera pulls out and you see misha on the floor like (laughs) like pressed down it's like i'm out of the shot i'm out of the shot Mm -hmm, i just mm -hmm. i really picture the actress is playing hannah doing this exact same thing in this shot which i think is really (laughs) really funny but it's just actually the character hannah just just ducking down so cassio's like exactly yeah. Well, she's just out of sight. She's just, like, just behind the car. Don't want to have this conversation right now. This is the same thing as me ghosting dudes at a bar. Like I'm just gonna leave. I don't want. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about why. <laughs> um, um, we go back over to uh, Dean Winchester, who has arrived at their fancy restaurant and is interrogating the busboy and finds out about the waiter dying and also about this group of women who this this dude says were hookers. Um, Sam is outside surfing the hunter network chris yep yep that's a thing that is this the first time we've been we've heard of the hunter network like we yeah, had we it's had lore.cool lore.cool which by the way is not available i cannot buy lore.cool I, damn I, it I don't know. go there don't go to that website, <laughs> don't go to those website. <laughs> i can't buy it uh they'll sell it to me before like i can't just register it like i, I have to go damn buy it from somebody else and it's, it's i'm sure it's very Some expensive dickhole. it's because yeah. of the stupid yeah anyway um so he has to get on the hunter network dot cool <laughs> which is a thing and apparently it's run by some guy named daryl which is a name that one in one ear and out the other just like carlos pete irv all those other names that you know obviously those are old favorites but sometimes they just supernatural assumes that we care i love it dude i i have yeah I, I'm writing fan fiction about Daryl as we speak. Like, who is Daryl? Like, what does he do? What are his motivations? How? Why does he run the Hunter Network? How does he hunt, run the Hunter Network? Is he? Why doesn't he operate in Chicago where all those monsters are taking over the crime families? I just True. I need to know more about Daryl, the admin of the Hunter Network. I got to know. I have to find out what his backup strategies are. Does he have redundancy in his server platforms? Well, I can what tell you running? that Daryl has discovered that there have been some witchy killings <laughs> where people have been burned alive on the ceiling. And Sam goes, okay, that sounds like some witch shit. Rather than, oh my god, that's how my mom and my girlfriend died. Yep. This is all tied back to yellow eyes. Holy mm-hmm, fucking mm-hmm. shit. He just goes, okay, um, so this lady seems like she's pretty rich, huh? Or at least pretending to be. Let's check five-star hotels nearby. Yeah. Like, like, it just rolls off his shoulders. Like, Say like this; those two events, the, the people burning alive on the ceiling, that's what changed Sam Winchester's life. That's what set him practically on the the path of the dark side, man. It's true. It's a big it's 100% deal for him. True. You but he goes, you okay. Would, you think he'd up. be sensitive about it? You think he'd be extremely sensitive about it? But they just deliver. Daryl just delivers this information to him as like as if it's nothing. I'm just uh, picturing uh, Sam Winchester just really frustrated that, that uh, nobody puts content warnings for on like fix that have uh, women dying on ceilings. So it just it yeah. just fucks with them every time. Like it brings up every all time. those old feelings and nobody tags it. It's rude. You have to tag that shit in case somebody yeah. has has a personal connection with that. I know it's specific, but it affects me. And I would really appreciate it if this community could come together and appreciate that. Jeez, you tag everything else. You have every single sexual act that a person could do tagged on this fic, which is why 
frankly, I clicked on it to begin with, but she did not tell me about the women on the ceiling dying in a fire. Uh, or else I would have I would have gone to the sequel. Um, so Castiel finds Hannah in one of the best Just like spots hiding, ever, hiding under a bridge in a park. Wait, where is this babbling brook? This cherry creek? What it, what is happening on this? I was trying I to figure this. out if this was a set or if this was a location. It was just so picturesque. I couldn't handle it. It's so nice. Uh, where is it's this, this gorgeous all? little bridge over this bubbling little stream? It's mm. it's so it's idyllic, and it's where you're gonna have a personal revelation. Um, and and she ca- uh, Hannah is having some doubts. You know, because she suddenly kind of realized after everything that she did, trying to get Castiel to lead and take Metatron down and, and reclaim heaven, all this shit, um, and hunting down rogue angels. Remember when she, you know, uh, murdered those other angels by the mm-hmm, river a couple of episodes mm-hmm, ago? Mm-hmm. So she she has kind of forgotten the truth of everything. They were supposed to put humans first. Um, and now she's saying, you know, maybe it's time that we actually do that. Um, and I, I think it's because she has really been touched by humanity finally. And she understands how beautiful and precious that is. And I think meeting poor, pathetic, uh, pitiful loser Joe has reminded her, holy shit, like I'm, there's a human right here, right now that I'm in control of. And I have put myself and I put my mission before her. And maybe that's not right. Um, maybe it's time to set things right. This idea that, um, you know, when she saw Joe, she could feel, well, first, I mean, she talks about having all of these like earthly, like, feelings of feeling water on her skin or getting close to Castiel or or whatever it is like she's starting to realize like how important that is and then when Carolyn who is trapped inside of her angelic power body uh saw Joe through Carolyn's own possessed eyes like the feeling that she felt from Carolyn was so powerful and it was so overwhelming and she realized that those weren't hers like that wasn't hers to experience she was stealing that from Carolyn yes and i really like this like we don't talk we again supernatural does no gives no fucks about vessels anymore like no two episodes ago Hannah slaughtered a chick right like i mean mm-hmm. and and the vessel that she was in like presumably nobody gives a fuck but i actually really wish we did i know it wouldn't mm-hmm. make as much like we wouldn't be able to kill everybody all the time or whatever like i just Boy, I wish they had figured out a gun to exercise people at this point. Yeah, right? How that's dope- why it was such a big deal when Sam was literally exercising demons with his mind yeah. because he was saving those people. And like, yeah, he was doing a really bad thing, but in a way, it was like a greater benefit than than before. And they, it's just, I think, as just a part of a language of the show, they had to cut that out. Yes. They they can't hem and haw over it every episode, mm-hmm. uh, and they just forgot about that. That's no longer part of the equation. It's just it's been cut out from the show. So it's not that they're murdering innocent people. That's just no longer a factor in the canon of the show. It can't be, I guess, because of the way that things operate. But it's um, just it's a shame. It's a, it is a shame because I really enjoy like these gray area conversations of mm-hmm. you know is my mission is is my mission worth the sacrifice of this human that I I was literally made to protect that my that right. my the father that created me created these people and told me to protect and nurture them and I'm asking them for a sacrifice and for something of a greater good and what is that greater good and is it worth it like that conversation you can see that those gears working in Castiel's mind too as he hears this cuz I mean shit like it's 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 a powerful thing and he has to view his we have to, he has to view Jimmy Neutron sacrifice mm-hmm. through through mm-hmm. that same lens and wonder is that worth it? Like it's yeah. it's really powerful and like Supernatural doesn't spend near enough time with this and I I just I, I love that we get it very much. Unfortunately, yeah. it comes at the expense of like my second favorite angel on the show at this point. Like uh-huh. Anna decides that she's going to um, step aside and let Carolyn take back over. She opens her mouth and her grace like drifts off to heaven and then there is Carolyn 
who still recognizes Castiel, so she doesn't run away screaming, asking, who am I, where am I? <laughs> Luckily, she has memories of what she is, and uh, yeah. and that's it. Like, we, we moved and Castiel's on to like, I'm, I'm sorry that I saw you naked. I didn't... Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't look. I tried, I looked at the ceiling as much uh, as possible, and yeah, also was, got a boner. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with my hands. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It, remember when you know they they deal with Meg and like what season one season two and mm-hmm. um realize at the end of all that oh shit that demon was a human um and then she comes back to haunt them later on like it's you know it's a big deal all of that was kind of a big deal and they had a, uh, a they made an effort before Ruby's knife showed up to exercise people and I'm just thinking when was the last time that they tried to exercise somebody like they do it sometimes as like as like a good trick when Sam like recorded on his phone that was brilliant yep um. But it was a trick. It was a backup. It was a tool. It wasn't like, okay, first things first. Let's exercise these demons. Like, they should be going around, like, blasting that out of their cell phones all the time. We, we talk <laughs> about like, this constantly. Yeah. He, and, they you know, carried a fucking 80s boombox down the street with them all And the I get time. that they're often in situations where they have to stab. There's no time to think. There's no time to exercise. But, I, you know, I still, I still miss the care that these brothers had. Chris, what if... Can, what I, if? can, can I propose something to you? Hit, hit me. What if... We are Sam and Dean, you and I, uh-huh. um, except we do not have Sam and Dean's prowess in the, the martial arts, the, mm-hmm. the heavy muscles, the punchitude. Like we're, we're, we have to think a little bit more out of the box. Um, do you think we could make a rap song out of the, I, was, I keep saying eviction, but that's not what I'm looking for. The exorcist, Ex- the exorcist, like the exorcist lines. The like, Latin. You, get a SoundCloud rapper to make that yep. into a chorus mm-hmm. and just fucking blow it up. Top 10 billboard charts constantly Huge. being played. Demons exercise everywhere. Humans yep. know that yep. demons exist. It's chaos, but everybody's safer because of it. Everybody starts blaring Jake Lionheart with the, with the fucking Latin ass. Exorcamos de ominous, amundus, potentas, whatever, dude, forget about it. Forget it. Song of the summer, dude. It's pure chaos, but it's the song of the summer. It's in clubs. It's in cars. It's playing in garages. When you drive down the street, like it's all over the place. People are loving this and demons. They can't go anywhere where radio is playing. Cause you know, that's just popping or worse. A remix. Like they can't, even go, a remix. They can't yeah. even go to the club anymore because Lil Nas X has remixed it to go over horses in the back. Now it has Latin yeah. exorcist words all over it. Oh my God. This is what we need is, in 2019. This is, this is what we need, Sam and Dean. This is guys. Season 15 is in the, in the works right now. We still have time to have our message heard to get Jake Lionheart's inevitable Latin exorcism rap into supernatural put it in in the final episode they get that shit on the airwaves no more demons we could do this um back to the show uh rowena is is in a very fancy hotel room uh there's a knock at the door and she says okay girls it's time to practice what i told you um there's some like real weird kind of bashing of these girls intelligence when you know one of them says i I can't read spanish and she says oh that's latin (laughs) there's a phonetic Uh, pronunciation on the back and she's like phonetic like i don't know why we're doing all of this like you just said one of them went to harvard so i don't know why why we're here but i assume the harvard thing was a joke but i don't know i don't know what's going on i don't know what's happening here she opens the door and instead of being the bellboy it's actually the bellboy with his neck cut and there's two demons behind Uh her Uh oh Uh -oh. um they immediately walk them out they've they've tied Rowena up and they're walking her down the hallway because nobody will notice that uh, the other two women they're telling uh, they're not going to do anything but throw them in the garbage can unfortunately uh, 
They are yeah. so busy, they neglect to see Sam and Dean Winchester lurking in the hallway directly in front of them. Sam and Dean could have stealthed up with an extra song while saying, oh, it is the moon just real quick, like, boom, boom, boom. If they had the fucking SoundCloud rapper, mm-hmm. forget about it. Mm-hmm. Over and done with by now. Swag is how it would end. Over it's and gotta, done it, with. It's gotta have over, that swag. Gotta over and have done that with, swag. dude. And they would have been out of there. These demons would have been freaking out. And, you know, if they have to resort to using the weapons, then they use the weapons. I'm just saying. They could have come, they could have come correct, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but but they so they, they kill these guys and now they've got Rowena um yes. and um she she hexes one of the girls that's with her very quickly uh and that girl basically just turns feral and and it starts attacking the the boys uh and her and the other girl run off while the boys are forced to uh handle this one girl um yeah she goes like when we say feral like they're they're putting in like like growl sound effects when she talks and stuff like it's really fucking weird like she goes she goes over the top yeah um so what is this is this outside is one does oh yeah sam stays behind to like fight the the girl i guess mm-hmm. well, um, they turned a hot chick into a monster of course sam winchester stayed behind to deal he's with the like situation. his eyes are bulging out of his head and he doesn't he doesn't That's it takes the only him thing a few bulging, seconds. chris yeah it takes him a few seconds to understand his own motivations as he starts like <laughs> it seems like a slow moving train like it takes a lot of power and energy to really get that chugga 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 so he, the wheels are in motion but he's you know he's not even the, the caboose is still standing still you know what i'm saying I so what saying. yeah um so dean follows uh ruin and the other girl outside and outside uh this other girl is like who's way smarter and like way more together than anybody in the show has given her credit for. Cause she's like, Hey, Rowena, fuck you. Like she's my friend. And she punches Rowena in the face. Um, and then I, believe, I love this chick just totally punching Rowena in the face, by the way. It's yeah. so dope. And then she just takes off and then Dean shows up, um, and says, lady, your luck has run out. He's got her at gunpoint. Um, everything looks like it's in Dean's favor, but Rowena, I love the way that she delivers this line because she turns around and looks at Dean and she says, it looks like that's not true. And then we pull the camera back and now Cole is behind Dean with a gun to his head. <laughs> um, Cole forces Dean to drop the gun and lets Rowena get away. Um, Cole immediately is like, I know who, I know what you are now. I understand. And like splashes him with the holy water. And Dean's like, yeah, not a demon anymore. Like, I don't really know how to explain this to you. So you'll understand yeah. because you're, you're still at the library and I, I'm writing the textbooks like that. That's the situation that we're in right yeah. now. All that um, shit does like shake Cole. Like he seems like he kind of believes it, but then he was like, well, were you a demon when you killed my father 13 years ago or whatever? And Dean just says, no, I was not a demon then. Um, and, I mean, Cole says that Dean is was still a monster then, uh, and Dean obviously he wants to talk about this a little bit. He's like, let me offer you an explanation, but Cole doesn't want this. Um, a fight begins, guns are knocked away, um, and it's just the the hand to hand fight. Cole gets thrown through a car window. Dean pretty much just kicks his ass. Um, yep. But meanwhile, we see Sam. He's fighting the girl upstairs. Um, he's trying to implore this girl to fight the spell, fight its hold on her. She's screaming that she can't. Um, eventually, uh, the girl essentially just, she combusts, she dies. The spell yes. takes her down. Um, and while that so, is happening for once, it wasn't Sam's penis that killed, once killed well, the we do, I think, chick. well, I think it was a metaphor cause they couldn't, they just couldn't show it. But, mm. um, so now back to Dean and Cole, they have their fight. Dean wins and he gets Cole at gunpoint. But surprisingly, Dean kind of pulls back from this and he's like, listen, Cole, I'm not going to shoot you. I want five minutes to talk. Uh, and to even just to show how serious he is about this, uh, he hands Cole his gun, which is a very silly thing to do. Um, but it shifts the power dynamic, and I think it really changes what Dean is about to say. 
Um, and he tells Cole everything. He tells him he hunts monsters. And he says, yeah, you're right. I didn't, when I was a demon, I wasn't even listening to you. But now I do remember the case in 2003, this, that, and the other thing. Um, your, your father was eating livers and I tracked him down and I killed him. I don't even know what kind of monster he was, but he wasn't your dad anymore. He, he was already too far gone. He had become this thing. Sounds like a Rougarou, if you ask me. Um, and, and Dean was forced to kill him. Um, thanks. Thanks. Lord Master Swag for that aside. Just saying, Lord Master Swag, it's your boy. Um. Uh, so yeah, so then then Sam shows up, and when this happened, I was like, "Oh shit, does Sam kill Cole? Is that a memory? Is that a thing?" Mm-hmm. Um, Sam shows up, and he's got he's got Cole at gunpoint. Um, Dean kind of asks Sam to like calm down, um, and Sam does lower his gun, but Cole doesn't want to believe everything that Dean's telling him. Um, but Dean, you know, he keeps pushing. He's like, "Listen, dude, I get it. That was my story too. Revenge, killing this, killing that, the thing that killed my father, the thing that killed my mother, whatever." And and that story, those stories, those those are what we hold on to, but they can also take us to very, very dark places. Um, but once, you know, once you touch that darkness, once you really get in there, you brush up against it, as as Cole is doing right now, there's there's still there's still a chance. But once you really step fully into that darkness, Dean says, once you touch that, there there's no going back. Um he says a guy like him, Dean, is not he's way past saving. There there's no hope for him at this point. At this at this point, Sam pipes in to tell Cole, "Hey, buddy, you have a family. You know, go back to your family. Don't do any of this shit. This this isn't worth it." Um, and I'm pretty surprised at this point that that Cole actually overcomes this. Everything that he his entire tiny mini we don't care about it character arc, he hands the gun back to Dean, just kind of like totally defeated. And as much as we like shit on Cole, I actually really like this moment. I thought it was pretty yeah, good, mm-hmm. Dean using rationale on somebody. Um, cause the boys actually come through and save a person, yes. not save them from danger, but save them from themselves, save them from the actual monster here, which was revenge, you know? Dean's, uh, speech here is incredibly powerful and like, just like opening himself up in a way that we don't normally see Dean do with strangers. Really, we only ever see him do with, um, Charlie and Castiel. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really even open himself this way to Sam on, on a regular basis. Uh, and just talking about, you know, being too far gone to help and, and how that's affected him. And Sam saying to Cole, you know, go home to your family. I'm sure they want you home whole. Uh, and then, like, it makes me think that Cole maybe took a step back and was like, these two motherfuckers are the most damaged, broken, hunky people yep. I have ever yep. seen in my life. I need to get the fuck out of here and just go home to my son and not worry about this so much. And uh, and yeah, I like this moment a lot. I I think I think Cole as a character arc is kind of just junk, but but it actually does work for this moment. So I will take the like five or ten minutes we've had to spend on Cole in the past, most of yeah. which was Cole getting his ass beat. So <laughs> to get to get to this moment, and I'm I'm pretty okay with it. Um, yeah, I think it all it all lands pretty good. Even you know, you can see like the fear in his face turn to something else, like the holy shit, <laughs> the holy shit moment. Mm-hmm. Of realizing that there is something bigger than this, and um, you know, it's not it's not worth it. This is um, all very good. They could have ended the episode here, but we still have like five minutes left in this thing. Yeah, this, this episode was does just keeps going. Um, we got back over to Carolyn, uh, who was formerly Hannah. Castell has taken her to her old home. She knocks on the door. And she has a tearful reunion with her husband, who is presumably not going to talk about or ask any questions about where she has been or why she was making out with such a handsome hunky dude in a trench coat. Um. And then Castiel, seeing this, busts out the laptop and then that uses, car uses Wi-Fi. That, that hoopty Wi-Fi that is built into these cars in 2014 <laughs> um, and starts Googling uh, Jimmy Neutron and 
sees several of his own pictures and then one which is a jimmy neutron that like runs a furniture store which i just thought was i love that it's such yeah. a funny detail like really we were good. just talking the other day how we googled ourselves all the weird mm-hmm. shit that we found um and that's what that's what he just did essentially mm-hmm. um there's a couple of like nickelodeon cartoons because he's like oh jimmy neutron whatever but yeah it just so it sh- shows that he's missing that jimmy neutron is is missing and the jimmy neutron castile arc that's over with you know we return to that. One of the greatest episodes in season four is, is seeing how, or maybe it's season five, I can't remember, but it was when Castiel, you know, takes Jimmy um, mm-hmm. when he becomes that vessel. It's, it's a great episode. Um, and then we return to that later, as we discussed earlier. So this is all kind of said and done with. So this is just Castiel reflecting back on something that he's done on, yeah. on the life, on the effect that he had on the world by taking this person, by taking this life, this body, whatever. Um, yeah. Seeing, I, seeing hannah give give herself up give her vessel up and give up the mission in service of allowing this human to live their life uh probably inspired him to think about is 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 my mission worth it like and also what the fuck is my mission like i was doing literally nothing until hannah came along and now i guess i'm tracking down angels to put them in heaven for some reason i don't know i guess i guess we'll find out what castle's mission is probably in the coming episodes because now he was or she was his guiding force really where he Mm -hmm. was just kind of flailing and he's on his way out too he's missing his grace so would you would you call her his gf his his guardian uh, forces in a, in a way she's kind of his uh is kind of his gf and um yeah it, it's interesting for castiel to look up jimmy neutron because there's it's all said and done you know he can't go back now mm-hmm. it's too late you know jimmy i think is jimmy neutron's wife dead i'm pretty sure she is uh no i think no, she's still alive know. at the end yeah, of the maybe episode. she is yeah, maybe. She, she, i know i know that claire is there i think that she's a character yeah. um so, yeah, but it's just interesting for him to just look at that and just kind of reflect on his own actions mm-hmm. and the choices that he's made and the lives that he's touched for the worse, because obviously he's done a lot of good, but um, to just sit in that moment. There's nothing he can do by Googling it. It's just one of those guilty conscience kind of things. And I think that's a it's a quiet moment for Cass, but I think it's important. We go back over to Sam and Dean, who are watching Cole drive off when Sam asks, like, hey, did you mean all of that stuff that, you know, you can't be rescued or anything? And Dean just laughs it off and is like, no, man, I was just telling the dude what he needed to hear to get him out of here. So let's let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, um, and and yeah, that's not definitely not true. It's 100 100 percent not true. Yeah, they give, you know, Sam's giving Dean this long lingering look as Dean about the, you know, past saving thing, because obviously Dean, he, he was being honest to Cole and now he's lying to Sam. But I think that Dean's full of shit. I think he's absolutely full of shit. Uh, not just because he's lying to Sam, but be the whole I'm past saving thing. I think it's 100% fucking bullshit. Um, it's, almost, it's almost stupid that they put this here. Um, because, of course, Dean believes that about himself. But for them to just like drop that in after Dean did something like kind of really humane and heroic by talking Cole. Like, like approaching Cole as a human being and saying, I understand what you're going through and I can see your suffering. And look, and I'm going to just, I'm going to talk my way out of this. I'm going to to tell you what you need to hear. I'm going to put my trust in you as, as a human, as a good person to make the right decision, which is exactly what happens. Dean, through his actions and his words, just saved Cole's life. He saved his soul, really, by, by stopping him mm-hmm. from, from doing something bad. And of course, he's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm past saving. But that's clearly not true because he just did a righteous good act through that. And I wish that, you know, maybe he could save this shit. Uh, or say say this shit, and then Sam come in and say like, "Hey, Dean, what you just did right there—that was a good thing." And of course, Dean would deny it, and there would be a, a lingering shot on Dean's face instead, where he smoldered and he's like, "I'm about to say that we need drama for this." Blah blah blah. But I just think it's bullshit because he just did a legitimately great thing, and I, I wish that they would address that rather than being like, "Okay, 
Okay. I, um, I, I wish <clears throat> my armchair quarterback for the scene would have been for this the same exact setup for Sam to ask the question and Dean just to be kind of exasperated and say like, man, I don't know. Like I had a gun pointed at me. We were in a, we were in a tense situation. I don't know how I feel. I'm still I'm still struggling with everything that's happened to me at this point. I I, I it's, I'm taking it day by day, man. Like that's all I can do. And then just like let's get out of here. And that would be a more honest response because in truth, I feel like that's how Dean feels. Like I mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's going to be bouncing between him his his lack of self worth because of the things he did as a demon and also all of the stuff that he has done before that and then also like that basic core tenet that he believes he is actually helping and saving people and you know having that concrete example of thinking oh Cole went back to his family and didn't become a hunter so his kid never got you know captured by a vampire or whatever the fuck right. like like right. he that's an actual like valid thing to happen and i did that i i made that happen like i think he would go back and forth between those two feelings so for him just to kind of dismiss it like he kind of always does with sam was a little frustrating because they have led up throughout these last five episodes of them getting closer with one another and actually right. talking about things and that just seems like it was totally forgotten at this moment right what and what they just did with cole is like the bread and butter of, of supernatural mm-hmm. um them like coming in and shooting a ghost with a shotgun is not what made sam indeed heroes in the early season um, it was this kind of thing. And and to see them do it, I think they, that whole scene, that whole mini arc, like we were complaining about it before, now it's like, oh, wow, that paid off because we just got this great scene. Um, and and to, you know, I'm not actually mad. I'm just saying, like, Dean as a character deserved better here because he he just did something really great. Yeah. Um, and then we see the boys walk off down this alleyway. The camera raises up and uh, it's just one of those, it's just another great like film noir shot that Robert Singer does. I even, th- I even said in my notes, like great ending shot singer, like he did good. And yeah. then there's like a couple of more minutes of, of this thing. Yeah. Um, because we go back over to Crowley um, where we learned that the demons, they had sent their alpha team in, which obviously got nixed by Sam and Dean, but they had a B team um, scope in the perimeter. And when Rowena left, ran off, they captured her and they put her in the dungeon and the guy's like, I can kill her if you want to. No big deal. We could definitely kill her anytime you're ready, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Crowley's like, you are bragging about fixing a problem that you made. Like, why, yeah. why are you in my face <laughs> anymore? Please leave. Um, he walks into this, this torture chamber essentially where Rowena is tied up with her hands above her head. And um, she immediately starts mouthing off and starts insulting his height and you know oh the king the king of what and oh the king is here to deliver the coup de gras like what are you waiting for and he just looks at her and as the camera does that weird like backwards forward zoom which i'm sure has an actual technical name uh he just says one word and it's mother and then we dun, dun, go to credits <laughs> yeah that um i i mean obviously i knew this this was a fact but they're they're Trying to get a little bit better, I think, about like leaving us with a little cliffhanger, which is why they brought in Rowena a few episodes ago at the end, but which totally didn't work. Um, and now I think that this is a slightly more effective way to to end it. Um, yes. Even though I'm, I, I just don't see. Part of me like isn't that intrigued, but I'm still like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> like I just don't know how that's going to affect the plot in any different way because it's just like, yeah, whatever. Crowley's going to be Crowley. Rowena going to be Rowena. Whatever. Um, but it's it's an interesting kind of cliffhanger. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I don't necessarily need Crowley to have any more of a developed backstory than he already has. But if they were going to tie a new villain into this, um, having a matriarchal figure in the mix, I think it would work really well for Supernatural. So I'm excited to see where this goes. And yeah, I'm I, I'm, I'm kind of into it. Like the you know 
how does Crowley, how is Crowley's mom still alive? Like what, what is the deal? Mm-hmm. Like what's happening? Cause everything we know about Crowley is, is kind of counter to that where he just sold his soul for a little tip of dick. And uh, now he's, now he's the king of hell. And I, I just, I'm curious how they, they write around all of this stuff, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. you know, this episode is pretty impressive to me because yeah. it's, it's a, it's an episode that could easily be overwhelmed by the sheer amount of plot and characters and things that are happening inside of it, but it mm-hmm. handles it really well. It seems a little bit overlong. Like by the time you get to the end and they go back to the, the, the Crowley scene at the very end, you're like, wow, really? We have, we have that much yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, is this a two parter or something? <laughs> um, but for, you know, it being a 45 minute show, everything they have crammed in, they do a really deft job of going from scene to scene and not feeling like I'm just lost in a bunch of exposition. Yeah. And I, um, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like it was a really good episode, Chris. Definitely. And this feels like almost like leading up to the mid season finale where it's like, they always almost have two arcs per season now. Like this thing that will kind of lead into this greater thing. That'll be the second half. Um, and they clean up so many little things here. You know, the the Cass and Hannah stuff seems to have been resolved in a, in a small way. Of course, we still have Metatron locked upstairs. Um, this new witch thing has kind of been like, okay, that's been brought to the f- forefront. Like, there's the, the coal thing has now been resolved. So there's, um, you know, they're, they're, they're making moves here. And it's interesting to see that happening at this episode. What is this, eight or seven? This is seven. Seven. Which is pretty early in the season. Um, but I gotta say, this is... We're only seven episodes in, so you know, knock on wood. But this is the most I've enjoyed Supernatural since probably season five. Yeah, I'm having a really good time with season ten. It's 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 a lot of fun, and I don't know, man. I like they're setting up a bunch of stuff, and I'm I'm excited to see where it all goes. So same, super excited. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you for uh, all of the support that we get at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you're interested in sponsoring us to do a couple of episodes on a topic of your choice, you can do that over there. You can also get access to our Discord and all kinds of cool features. If you can't do that, maybe consider leaving us a review or a rating on iTunes or Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or anywhere that podcasts are disseminated to the to the to the public uh, we really appreciate all of that we've been getting a ton of comments and stuff on twitter um and facebook and we love all of that stuff we read every, each and every one i try to respond to some of it some of it i just can't quite get to but we, we we're definitely reading every single comment that comes in so thank you very very much for that yes thank you um you can talk to me on twitter at jg greer chris you are at local bone you can talk to the podcast at MOTWcast and find links to all of that at monsteroftheweek.cool. Don't go to lore.cool. They're, they're no, shysters over there. those guys. Don't go over there. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back next week with Jody Mills Returns. Woo! Well, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to go okay. eat, eat some food and um, uh, watch some TV or something. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Probably watch more Mario Maker you. videos. Cause Jesus I think Christ. I'm halfway through near Fruit B, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like but halfway as, through that. How do you like playing as not S? Um, I think it's really interesting, but I wish that you had more options than just like having to hack big enemies all the yeah. time. Because um, it's a fun little like trick. I like the idea of it, but I'm like, actually, I kind of just want to fight. Like... <laughs> I want to fight stuff. I really does. A two get to fight stuff. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I, I kind of wish that you could have just swapped between non S and two B at in the in mm-hmm. round B. Like it would make a lot of sense, like from the story perspective, because they want you to go through that as non S's perspective. But like, just lock you off from that in intense story moments or whatever. Like, just but let me switch it out like it was a party character or something because right. 
Uh, I, I, as much as cool as I thought it was, and I love the like weird eight bit effect that they pipe the music through and all that stuff mm-hmm. sounds great. Um, I just I kind of got tired of it after a while, and yeah, there is a lot of it, and the mini games yeah. are good, but they're boy, there's there's only so many. I think there's like maybe there's more than ten. Like there's a lot, but there's like they, you still see them like over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm essentially avoiding all like combat scenarios and just sure. like running yeah. to story stuff. I'm like whatever, whatever. I'll do it next time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, there's the. Did you get there? I think this happens in Route Eight. Like, there's the scene where you you were mortally injured and have to like limp across an area. I think so. That I, that is my least favorite part of that game, and I kept dying during it and having to redo oh. it. And I just, dude, I was so fucking angry at it by the time. But I finally got yeah. past it. But I think you actually have to do that in both routes, which is kind of aggravating. Exciting. Anyway, uh, you okay. enjoy your 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 day and our evening. All right. Talk to you later. Later, man. Howdy, partner. You. Whoa. Hey, you're uh, on a different microphone. Am I on a different microphone? I have no idea. I had to, like, completely reinstall Discord. Pain in the ass. Yeah, I think it's using your, like, laptop mic or whatever. Hey, don't tell me what my fucking computer is doing, Chris Mosier. Whoa! Yeehaw, gamer. How's this? That's so much. That's the velvety smoothness that I'm used to, Jeremy. Hold on, let's let's test it out to make sure it's accurate, y'all. That's it. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. ASMRJ is back. How are you, Chris Mosier? I'm doing okay. I'm already sweaty though. Back of my knees are very sweaty right now. You know, you know how it is. Um, how are you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing good, man. I um. I had a, a really large work project that uh, I had to submit um, by three o'clock this afternoon. I got it done by like twelve thirty. Hell about, yeah, you did! At about one thirty, I realized I had forgotten two very important documents, <laughs> so I had to okay. go back oh, to the okay. go back to the website. And then, luckily, it was really easy. I could just add those in. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I haven't. They opened everything at three thirty, and they sent an email um, with the list of all of the res- respondents and. My name is listed, and like four of my competitors are not. So, oh, oh. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I mean that definitely doesn't mean like I win the business or anything. But like I'm just right. I'm just hopeful that because this was my it's really my first time doing a project like this, and I didn't uh-huh. have any guidance whatsoever. So it was just me like making up a bunch of words and putting them on papers, and hopefully the correct order. And yeah, I just please yeah. please tell me you didn't sign off as ASMRJ like you always do. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I hit them with the like and subscribe. Please hit the bell, <laughs> just like I do at the end of every work document. So, right, right. It's what's well, it's YouTube, YouTuber life, gamer life, and work life. They bleed together sometimes. This is true, absolutely that's true. What, that's what people don't know. My boss has uh, forbid me from ending emails with swag, though. I can't do that anymore. It's a, it's a real big disappointment <sighs> for everybody. It's a generational thing. Some people just they don't appreciate it they just don't you know they're not part of the swag generation the uh <laughs> i don't know which episode is going to come out first this one or the or the uh, gilmore girls episode so i don't know if anybody's ready for our swag jokes just yet yeah i don't even know if i'm ready for them. i out of all of, like the the hip words that were used swag was the only one that i ever really hated yeah and i think it's because i was still in school when it became a, a thing that um, all the white boys started saying, and it, it just was really, it, it just didn't vibrate with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if it doesn't vibrate with Chris Mosier, 
<laughs> He's going to be very shake, family. You know, my, my head is usually so far up my own ass that I, I wouldn't even know about a vibe. Um, I'm trying to remember the, the, when I first started hearing swag, and I think it was definitely like SoundCloud rappers or... Um, like swag is used in that that term in that in that context, right? Like just saying the word yeah. swag. I don't, was yeah. was Tyler the creator? Was that like group? Was the that was that was were those dudes? Were, did they kind of did that come out of them? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember I don't their know. label. I can't remember the name. I, of the, what did what was their group? What was Tyler the creator's like group? It was something wolves, right? The Wolf Pack or something? No, wait, something <laughs> that's, like that. that's Lobos on, I don't on know. Twitch. I don't know. Um, all I know is that all the white drug dealers in my town, all the kids who sold pot, they, they would say that kind of stuff. Very unironically, they were just in it. They were, they were just about that life. Odd future. But that's, there, there was something oh. with wolves too. I don't, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to Google Tyler, the creator of wolves. <laughs> it's just him, a picture of him with a bunch of wolves. Oh, I think it was Wolfgang. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Okie dokie. I, um, um, so I listen to that dissect podcast every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake. Forgive me if I've told you this twice. Now, now that I'm saying this out loud, it, it makes me feel like I've said this to you before. So, uh, it, but it's tough when you, when we talk a lot. Yeah, and we don't know who we're talking to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, these are some swag fucking Converse, though, dude. <laughs> I can't believe I just got. I just clicked a Google ad for some Converse. Damn! Check out these cool fucking shoes, though. About to see some cool shoes in the DMs. Where am I looking? Where am I looking for cool shoes? Text messages. Oh, text. Oh, those are some pretty dope. Those are swag. Shoes. Those are swag. I didn't right? even. I didn't even know they came in that shape. Those are. Dare I say these are swag? These are swag. They are also I, sold I, out. So. Oh, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. Last last night I wanted to like. I think it's Doubleday, the publisher, or whatever. Um, they had a bunch of like special Stephen King like 25th anniversary editions of different books, and like I love that kind of shit. I was like, oh, awesome. They've Salem's lot. Like, I've been meeting to like pick up an, a new copy of this. Um, and of course, every single thing on that website is sold out. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, duh, of course, of course, of course. This is, these are not things that, that sit around like these swag shoes. You know, you can't just walk up to it six months later and expect to, you know, be getting first pick. It doesn't work like that. Of course. It wouldn't be swag if it worked like that. <laughs> you got, and, you, and it has to be swag. Yeah, yeah. It's only swag once it's sold out. I was, uh, did you, did you look in the discord, by the way, at the, in the hunks channel? Did you see, Uh-oh. did you see what one of our very nice listeners did for us? Uh, no. Oh my goodness. What is this? Oh, is this somebody? Uh... So this is somebody on Facebook, um, that DM'd, uh, Jensen oh Ackles on what looks like instagram but could be twitter too I, I don't really it looks like instagram to me yeah it's instagram um and she said i'm assuming she um because her she had a feminine name but uh you are my favorite actor of all time i'm very sad that supernatural is ending but it's been 15 years by the way you should try contacting monster of the week they would love to have you on their podcast you can tweet them or message them on face space book and uh and listeners if you're a dedicated monster of the week fan and you're listening to the outtakes right now i would please ask you don't do this please don't (laughs) the worst very sweet very sweet very nice but we're so scared of that (laughs) well and and not just that but like the worst because of yeah i mean i mean it it could it could happen and then we would have to be on a podcast with jensen ackles and neither one of us are ready for this to happen and think of all the things that we've said yeah i mean like just pick a random like if if fucking jensen ackles like scrolled through our episode title listing chris it would be the most ridiculous thing so i had this today 
um, somebody asked this morning, hey, what was the episode where I read the, um, my road so far where Sam thought he had to fuck the werewolf? That's episode 120. And I, I went through and I found it. And I, like, I played the preview just to make sure. And I said, yep, this is the episode. She figured it out on her own before then. But um, then I just like, you know, I closed, closed the app or whatever, or, or closed my phone. And then I, re- I look at it again and it shows the last thing that I was playing. And it just across my phone says episode 120, suck her down. I go, oh no, oh no, oh boy, even remember the context for that. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta train somebody new at work this week, and I'm like, oh no, 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 can't be, Donut. can't be looking at those X-rated uh, episode titles. They say, suck her down. They go, oh shit, what is this fucking creep listening to? Oh man. So anyway, um, dissect podcast is what I was. We we got yes. on a, 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 it. Yes. It was a long journey. Um, let me see if I could pull up the actual tweet. Um. So I, I started following them on Twitter, um, and it's it has completely turned me off of the podcast because the Twitter is is very much like a. I, 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 the the guy the podcast host seems like he's an incredibly smart dude. He seems like an incredibly insightful guy. He seems like a very sincere guy, but his Twitter reads like a, like woke Stephen Hawking or something. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, Some- Imagine a person hypnotically sitting in front of a slot machine for hours, stimulated, but mindless. We've all seen it. Now imagine social media <laughs> slash your phone as the slot machine. I'm not sure there is much of a difference. I'm like, okay, okay, dude, calm the fuck down. Just don't, I mean, just calm the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? Plus, the delivery is so much different. Some, people, some people's um, rhythm, the way that they speak, doesn't translate well to tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the way that I write seriously the way that i tweet and the way that i speak are all very different things because they're sure. different they're different mediums you know you gotta you gotta have a different brands of bullshit in all three of course um and so you, you i don't know i just don't think you can approach twitter all serious like that yeah no you, you can't and, and also you definitely have to have different content i worry about this all the time like i can't be posting the same shit on facebook as i put it on twitter which and i have solved that problem just by not ever posting on facebook anymore so right I make a lot of gamer jokes about the word and the use of the of the word gamer yeah. uh, and gaming. I think those are very funny, and I think that they're. Um, I hate them. I, I hate them, and I use them so frequently that they're basically my my two most commonly used words, um, next to swag, of course. Uh, but on but on Instagram, I tried to do the same thing. I tried to make jokes. I actually even made videos of myself, like, "Oh, hello, gamers! Um, it is I, Gamer Chris," like stuff like that. And and there was no laughter on Instagram because every single one of those people unironically loves and uses the words gamer and gaming which is there's nothing wrong with that mm. i just think those words are funny mm. i just think those words are funny <laughs> i mean <laughs> but I, it's just a totally different ballpark those people are just really they're really into that that identity of using that as as their identity i just we've um, talked about this before i just find that so strange like the idea of somebody self-identifying as a gamer is so fucking weird to me like i just like i i just I, like that's, if that's the thing that defines your identity like i just I, it's a hobby my man like it's a right. hobby and you're you're passionate about it and i get it and like i, I would have the same problem if somebody who i did themselves i identify like hi i'm jeremy i'm a car mechanic like right. okay that's cool that's your job cr- nope nope i'm, I'm just chris it. i'm a reader yeah exactly or i watch movies that's what i like to do yeah um boy explaining um uh, explaining that i do podcasts has never gotten less old um to me ever. i just don't i don't ever have to tell anybody and then sometimes jess will like will be talking to people and somebody will say something and then she'll be like oh chris does a podcast because she's like you know she's proud of me i guess she's being like sweet and nice and encouraging and then I go, uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I like I do a podcast. 
Uh, and I have I stride the line between like I don't want to talk about this, and also maybe I can make myself sound cooler than I actually am. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, I told somebody like, today that because uh, again doing that live thing, so like people at work know that I'm taking a trip, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I heard you're going to Portland. What are you doing up there?" And I'm like, "Oh, live podcast. For, like it's going to be really super weird. Don't. It's no big deal." And they're like, "I don't." People, people come to that, and I'm like, first off, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. First <laughs> yeah, of all, I'm extremely entertaining. I have the statistics to prove it. Um, <laughs> at least five people have found me funny, according to the Monster of the Week reviews. Most of them <laughs> seem to prefer Chris, though. Uh, the, <laughs> but then they, then I got the the weird uh, political stuff. So like, oh, if you're going to Portland, you know, don't join up with Antifa. Don't be throwing concrete milkshakes. And I'm like, I. Literally, yeah, I'm just going to, to go to a podcast. Like, can we just not insert? Can we just not get it? Can we not get weird about everything? So fucking strange, man. Oh man. Um. What was the? Oh yeah, my brother-in-law. Like when I first told him, like I said, like oh yeah, we have a podcast. Like you're doing pretty well. And then he was like, oh, like how do you do? You, like get anything for that? Or like I was like, yeah. Well, I mean, we have a Patreon. It's 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 nice. I mean, whatever. Blah blah blah. And then he's just like, he has no idea. He's just asking questions. He's like, so how many like how many downloads do you get? And I told him what our total downloads were at the time. We had reached some milestone, and his head like exploded. He like couldn't believe it. He was just yeah. like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "That is incredible. That is so cool." And every now he'll always ask me how it's going. I'm like, "Thanks, man. It's fine." Yeah, the um, the stats for because um, I, I keep a spreadsheet for all of my personal podcasts. Um, I say personal podcasts, all of the podcasts that I have hosted throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And then I keep track of, you know, their monthly download numbers and I total all of those up by year. So I have a total number. And that number, um, if I choose to share it, which I feel very uncomfortable sharing it, I, I it, it literally blows people's minds and they can't believe it. Like I told my dad and he was like, no, really, what's the real number? And I'm like, no, no, no I'm not I'm not being a sales guy here. Like I'm not I'm not telling you that I got the car for ten thousand when I really paid fifteen. Like that's not that's 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 not the game here. I'm not I'm not trying to make myself look better. Like that's an actual number, like on a spreadsheet and yeah, like it's it's really weird and bizarre. I love I love explaining Patreon to people. By the way, have you had to do that? Oh yeah, yeah, oh that's, yeah, definitely. Like, so people they just give you money, and I'm like, well, I mean, yes, because they want to support us, and we 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 exchange goods or services with them for that for that on a month. But like, but 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 I, I, but they just do it every month, and I'm like, yep, they that's that's the way Patreon works. It's done by like millions of people every day. Yep, man, I just I don't understand. It's like trying to explain. Um, like, like it'd be like some me trying to understand like what twitch bits are at this point like i just don't understand right. it and i'm not going to learn it so i've heard those words before but i really like it, it's i don't know i don't know what that is yeah my um one of my co-workers <laughs> thanks who, for who the bits I, lonely gamer 69 yeah <laughs> weird emoji choice but thanks for the bits um <laughs> One of my coworkers has asked me about it before. It was like before before we worked closely together. I told him about the podcast, um, and now we worked directly together. Um, and he's not nosy. He's not going to stop poking around. He doesn't care. But um, he has asked me. So he's like, "So you do it live? Like, do you do it live on YouTube or like whatever?" I was like, "No, it's it's not on YouTube. It's not live. It's something we record." And he always would hang up. He's like, "So wait, like, how do you make any money off of it? Like, if it's not on YouTube?" Because I think obviously he's heard that like through YouTube people make money. I'm like, well, we have a Patreon and people just like the same thing that you've had to explain. It's just one of those things that if you're not into it, if you've never heard of it, you're the, I think the idea of it just seems strange. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's, it is a very bizarre thing. Like, uh, you know, GoFundMe is probably like, we should just say it's a GoFundMe, a monthly it's GoFundMe. A GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, it's a GoFundMe. It's a, it's a yeah. GoFundMe that people donate to every month. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because everybody understands yeah. GoFundMe because Everyone knows what that is. we are extremely broken as a country. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, yes. Um. Yeah, when my when my mom was finally like, "Hey, I you, 
what is that thing you have? Let me give you money. She was trying to give us 20 bucks a month. I was like, mom, I can't. Yeah, don't do that. That, you, that adds up, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> so much money every year. Please don't do this. If you, if, you, if you want me to talk to you more, I will, all right? You don't have to give me 20 bucks a month for it. You don't have to pay my tuition at Chilton for me to get to come yeah, to dinner come every, on, every Friday. Bro. You Jesus. don't have to. I don't, need, I don't need the extra skirts for Chilton. I could just go. It's I don't, not a big I don't, deal. I don't need a parking spot for my podcast at Chilton. Mom, please. Ma! Ma! Please! Ma! Ma! <laughs> um... <laughs> So, oh, I was mean to tell you this earlier, kind of unrelated, but I mean, totally unrelated, but we're on a podcast. I'm going to tell you. So Sunday night, um, my, my bedroom is like a separated, like section of the house. Kind of, it's like just up a set of stairs. So to, to get to anything else, I have to go downstairs. Uh, so I come downstairs pretty late and, um, I, what was I doing? I was getting water out of the fridge and I heard, first of all, my cat was up on the counter. And I was like, Sullivan, what in God's name are you doing up on the counter? He never goes up there. And it's not like, shoo, shoo, you can't be up here. I was just like, dog, what are you doing? That ain't, that's not your fucking style. You don't jump up on counters. You sleep all day. You're old. You don't give a shit. So I, I went over to him and he like hopped down. I was like, oh, maybe he needs water. Was he trying to get water from the sink? That wasn't the situation. Anyway, I open my fridge. I'm grabbing a bottle of water out of there. No big deal. And then I hear a noise behind me. And... I look over to the window that Sully had just been sitting in front of, and my first thought was, oh, that was, that sounded like the sound of gravel moving, like rocks, you know, like, you know what a step on gravel sounds like. Um, and there's gravel right outside that window. So I was like, holy shit, it's like, there's somebody outside my window at like 11 o'clock right now? That's creepy. Um, so I went up and, and I like, I know I couldn't really see out, but I thought, well, maybe if I kind of just stick my face there really quick, I'll see whoever's there. Or, you know, I'll be, I'll see that nothing is there. But if somebody is there, this will be my chance to surprise them. And then I guess I'll call the police. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So that's what I did. I stuck my face up against the window. I looked out and I don't see anything. And then I kind of like, you know, I look around the other windows and I'm like, all right, that obviously that wasn't what that sound was. That was probably Sully in the other room. I don't know. Um, And then I went back upstairs where Jess was. Uh, and then a little while later, I was like, right, I'm going to go brush my teeth. She came with me, which brush our teeth. Um, it was bedtime. You know what I'm saying? So we, uh, she's in the bathroom brushing her teeth and I was next to her. And then I like walked out to the kitchen to put more water bottles in the fridge because it gets hot. Um, and as um, I'm walking around, my toothbrush in my hand, and I just see something out of the corner of my eye. And I was like, what was that? And I turn around and sure enough. The sound that I heard was a fucking bat. There was a bat flying around my oh, kitchen. Oh, Jesus. Just, just like a real bombing one? all over the goddamn place. Like a real ass, like, I don't know if it was a fruit bat or, or what kind of bat it was. Vampire bat, in my mind. Sure. Um, this thing was whipping left and right. And I was like, oh, shit. And I got my toothbrush in my mouth and a mouthful of toothpaste. So I'm just like, because mm, mm. <laughs> like, I don't want to like drool all over myself. So I run to the bathroom and close the door behind me. And I'm going, bat, bat. Jess is like, what? And I finally, I finally, you know, spit everything out. And I'm like, there's a bat. There's a bat out there. She's like, oh my god. She starts freaking out. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Tell me um, you did the thing uh, that happened on The Office where Dwight trapped the bat in a garbage bag over Angela's head. <laughs> and she proceeded to try to beat the hell out of the bat with her in the garbage bag with it. So funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> Jess had her hair tatted. No, long story short, went out. This bat, unfortunately, came in contact with the table mat. Um you know, swimming in a pattern and this, it just, you know, it was stunned. This thing was, was brutally stunned. I didn't know how else the fuck to get it out. I was waving at the door trying to get it out. It just, you know, it, that wasn't going to happen. It needed some physical action. Um, so yeah, that thing got smacked pretty hard. Oh, <laughs> by geez. A table mat. 
and it shot out of the sky like a like a fucking bullet. It was like a falling star. It 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 crashed down so hard that I thought that it was dead. Um, oh but, no! <laughs> uh, if landed on a rug, picked up the rug, whipped the rug right out the door. I opened the door and whipped the rug, and then and then as it went out, um, it just it flew off. And it didn't die. And hopefully, so, and hopefully, it called the bat ambulance. The bat ambulance. What am I going for yeah, here? Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was a frightening little experience. Uh, experience. Yeah, I um didn't expect that to to happen uh, at eleven thirty at night. But anyway, yeah. So it it had been hiding up in the corner, uh, the curtain of my window, the window that I stuck my face up against. So while I was doing that, this bat was just right above my head, hiding from me. <laughs> um, and that's fucking terrifying. Hey, can I um, spend a minute and talk about a TV show? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm trying to find the... Okay, here we go. Um, yes. Okay. Um, so auto- I was out of town last week. I- and um, I had to I had to go to a trade show. So Autumn was left to her own devices. So she got on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, I'm pretty sure she was a couple of, couple of glasses of wine deep. Uh-huh. just because uh-huh. she got so excited about it and usually she's kind of a, a chill layback person like this um but she started tweeting about it and i was i was getting tweet updates on my phone like live as this was happening and she found the show called the oh shit i just deleted the tab that was the curious creations of what's her name christine mcconnell um go. and i just want to i want to shout this show out because uh it's six episodes on netflix it are is already canceled they were uh, setting oh, no. this. They were setting it up for like what it was obviously like a pretty long storyline. Um, the 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 overall like idea is pretty simple. So this 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 is a woman who does these kind of goth inspired uh, baking and costume designs and things like that. So for example, she made a replica of the house that she quote unquote lives in um except two of the windows were eyes and coming out of the front door was like this weird tentacle so it looked like a looked like a whole like beast of like a weird dark beast lived inside this house and it and she does them like super detailed super realistically it's amazing to watch it's to watch her do all this stuff um and then there's puppets there's like jim henson company like puppets so like there's a a little feral uh like skunk thing that like yeah, she she, she stitched back to life or whatever and then there's like an ancient mummified you know cat that is very haughty or whatever um but they were they like they, they they do all this stuff and like she shows off all of these things she's incredibly pleasant to watch like i mean she's she's very attractive and that helps but like she's just very calming and very confident and it just it's just so chill and she gives off like a real uh, Dita Von Teese vibe. And, it would, and to nobody's surprise, Dita Von Teese shows up in, one, in an episode at one point. Um, <laughs> yeah, playing like, you know, the woman in the mirror that knows things or something. Um, but please go check this out. Like you can tell they were setting up like a weird serial killer plot. They were doing oh something with their grandmother that or something. I don't know what was going on there. But like they were obviously setting this thing up. So like to subvert what this show actually is. And then it just is cut off and I'm very, very sad about it. So that's a bummer. Autumn binged all six episodes in one night. Um, I think that was like either Wednesday night or Thursday night. I get home Friday. Um, and it had to be, thir- it had to be Friday, night, Thursday night. I get home Friday and she's like, we got to watch it. So we watched the first episode and then Saturday we binged all five. So Damn. I watched the entire thing twice in a, in a, like a span of a week. <laughs> so, we uh we watched the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, watching her make that like femur, whatever it's like a it's a 
a chocolate bar or whatever that looks like a, a human bone. Oh yeah, um, yeah, was insane. And me and Jess were watching this like, holy shit! Like that's something we could like do. We wouldn't we wouldn't use an airbrush on it because we don't have one of those. But like the rest of the stuff, like we might be able to do something like that. That'd be really cool. And then she goes and she makes the entire house. And we were just trying to figure out what she even made the frame of the house with. Yeah, we were so flabbergasted by what was happening. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. The uh, the bone thing starts extremely simple, and she's like, you know, you're gonna have this basic design, and it looks like a just like a cartoon like shape of a bone, right? Like the the thin middle with the two bulbous ends, and then she's like, and then we just get some sculptor tools, <laughs> and, yeah. and then we get some airbrush, and we just you know we darken those crevices to make it look real. And I'm like, what yeah. in the fuck? <laughs> she does some like she's like here's some simple like fun Halloween crafts and and here's the part where I flex on all y'all <laughs> <laughs> it's so good Autumn bought the uh, she has a cookbook Autumn bought that from Amazon um, and she's been looking through that and all of the pictures in there and it, it's just it's so over the top and ridiculous like it's it's hilarious to even think of it as a cookbook because you would need like yeah. you you would need to be America's top baker or you know the Great British Bake Off <laughs> winner four years in a row to be able to pull some of this shit off um, God damn but it, it looks so cool like she makes like realistic looking spider cookies and things like that that are yeah it's full awesome. on art it's yeah, crazy yeah. it's it's awesome so anyway um, I, I wanted to shout that out because uh, shout out I, I want i just i don't know what could happen like i don't know if they i don't doubt that show it has a bring you know curious blob of christine yeah. back or whatever <laughs> but like if pe- more people watch it then maybe she'll get paid or something i don't know yeah she should uh put it on youtube All right, I'm gonna disconnect real quick because my voice connection keeps saying that it's really low. Let's um, let's connect directly. Like I'm gonna DM you and okay. let's do it that way okay. because um, I, I feel Sometimes like that will work better. better. Okay. Yo. Well, hello there. Hello. I got a when I reinstalled Discord, um, it turned on audio notifications. Huh? Ho- hopefully that's none of that's coming through on the mic. I don't know if it is. I don't not. think. So. I don't think so. But I'm trying to turn off every single sound notification. That Jesus Christ! I'll do outgoing and incoming. Right? I, keep, that. I still keep losing you. What the heck? You still keep you losing there? me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, it keeps going in and out, but um Well let's we'll I guess we'll roll with maybe, it this way and then maybe um Yeah, we'll see what happens. If it gets too bad, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'll, we'll just <laughs> yeah, if we start talking over one another. Uh, do you want to do a podcast? Let's do the podcast. How long have we been recording for? Oh, twenty five minutes. No wonder I'm so sweaty. Okay. Um let's see if I can get pneumonia again. Let's do this. Oh shit. Oh no, you okay? You know, um, I have like an office chair in my office, and you know, it has uh-huh, that like bar uh-huh. that prevents it from leaning back. Uh, but so you have uh-huh. to like undo the bar if you want to lean back in your chair. I always have that bar like snapped up because I don't want to like lean all the way back or anything. Um, and every once in a while, it like slips loose. So like I moved to get comfortable, and it slipped loose, and I just went flying, hurtling backwards oh, in the chair. And you just Jesus. instantly think you're dying, like you're moving so fast. You're like, oh, this is death. This <laughs> yeah, is, this is how I go. Oh. I have returned. Excellent. I will talk for a little while to see if this keeps working or if it's going to drop out or not. So far, so good. Um, 
the sixth item I needed to complete today was an evidence of agency, corporate, or partnership is required. I must submit with what? proposal. Tarnation? The authority of the signature of the person submitting the bid shall be deemed sufficient and acceptable if any right. of the following conditions are met. Signature on the bid is, is, is that of any corporate officer listed on the most recent annual report on file with the Secretary of State or the signature of the bid that is any manner of a partnership or partnership in condemn listed in the most recent partnership records on file Getting with the Secretary very overwhelmed. of State. And signature on the bid of that authorized representative of the corporation, partnership, or other legal entity in the bid is accompanied by a corporate resolution certificate or to the corporate yeah. principal or other we're, documents we're indicating authority which are accepted to the public entity, the corporation partnership, or any legal entity has filed in the appropriate records of the Secretary of State in which the public entity is located in affidavit. I can't, I can't tell if you can't hear me or if you're just fucking with me. In the names of all parties authorized to submit bids for public contract. I'm so sweaty, <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> okay, let's go. <sighs> <clears throat> now you're all lubed up. Tell me. Ready to go. All right. Let's do it.